Wrong button. Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here is your host, Lisa Kinski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski. I'm your host, right in solo today, but very excited to bring on my guest, Avishai Sambaton with 8Fig. And we're going to be talking about scaling your Amazon business through growth capital. So how Amazon sellers can scale. So let's go on ahead and bring him on. Hi, Avishai. How are you? Hi, Lisa. Great to be here. I'm doing well. So excited to have you on, dear. And and I unfortunately missed you at the Prosper show. I saw the rest of your team. I'm big fan of 8Fig. Um, hate we didn't get to connect in person, but maybe next time. <laughs> you, should come down to, you should come down to Austin. We have a Amazon seller event here going on. Oh, I will have to. I, I'm coming to Austin later in the year, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. But let's talk now about growing through growth capital. So let's start a little bit about uh, you to start off with. So what in inspired you or maybe 8Fig to kind of get involved in the Amazon and e-commerce space? Yeah, so um, two of our three founders have uh, come from a background of building a company and selling it in the supply chain space. And um, they kind of understood that there is a real need when it comes to supply chain planning and capital that fits itself to the supply chain and when they started 8Fig, they had in mind really the the average Amazon seller has to deal with, you know, um, what what I would call probably the most important thing to never stock out, right? You um, are basically uh, putting on yourself um, all the time a lot of pressure to always have um, the manufacturer uh, manufacture on time to get that uh, container out and ship it from mainland China and from wherever you're shipping it. Uh, making sure that you know it gets imported, that you pass customs, that it pushes all the way to the Amazon distribution center, and um, sometimes when you're really like you know trying hard and and, and making sure that everything's uh, you know going to be just on point, um, life happens, and um, there's a, like a lot of people that their supply chain had to basically adapt. And what is beautiful about the product that the founders here built in Eight Fig was that. And build a technology uh, product that allows people to really adapt their supply chain and to use growth capital to kind of fuel the growth throughout a time of uncertainty with the supply chain. And um, I, I, I was very passionate to join the company, knowing that behind every e-commerce store on Amazon, there is an entrepreneur. And one of the things that I wanted to be involved with is to work with entrepreneurs. Awesome. And how long have you been with 8Fig? So I joined 8Fig around a year and a half ago. Um, it was uh, really um, kind of like, a, it felt to me like a match made in heaven. So I come from a very strong entrepreneurial background. I've, I've done an episode with you in the past, talked a bit mm -hmm. about that. And meeting our um, CEO who has uh, multiple um, experiences as a founder, as a co-founder, as a CEO, um, I just felt that this was a strong team to join and, um, uh, you know, joined around 17 months ago and never looked back since. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So going back to what you said about kind of one of like the key things that sellers need to worry about, right? About like not stocking out. That's the most important. So what are some of the key factors that sellers should consider when managing inventory while they're experiencing rapid growth? Because now I think the concern, well, at least at the height of the pandemic, the concern was how am I going to get my stuff off of the boat into inventory? You know, now it's like, okay, we, we have plenty of stock available. Now, what if we grow, you know, quicker than we have our orders coming in from our suppliers? So what are some of those things they should think about? So I think that every Amazon seller knows that opportunities kind of present themselves. And then you have two options. Either you're going to jump at them or you're going to kind of like take it slow, play safe and not necessarily go for it. So the price of containers have been going down drastically. And um, there is a lot of features that Amazon is bringing out. So there's kind of a mix of things happening just in the supply chain space and also in the Amazon space. And some sellers want to take this opportunity now to stock up, um, to reorganize or reimagine their supply chain, and also to try to venture to do more sales now that there's an opportunity to have your stuff stored on Amazon still worked with buy with prime clients and have a direct to consumer kind of channel because the buy with prime button just you know came live this month and it's uh an opportunity for sellers to really uh, see how far they can go with their brand and how many people they can actually attract because uh with the buy with prime kind of um multi-channel connection uh combination you have the ability to now reach a bigger audience that's not just surfing on amazon looking for something you can run google ads to your direct-to-consumer side you can run facebook ads so a lot of people are taking this as an opportunity to grow even though uh um and, you know it, it is a better environment to kind of manage a supply chain it doesn't mean it's less challenging because now a lot of people are taking that opportunity to grow and you have to make sure that you have your unit economics down. You need to make sure that you got your PPC game right. So uh, there's a lot of things you still have to keep your eye on. And when you're doing growth funding, you better also have um, uh, your eye on how much money you need for marketing properly, right? You don't want to run out of those ad dollars exactly when you need them. Mm-hmm. So let's zero in on that. You said growth funding. What is growth capital and growth funding. Can you define that and maybe why it is so important for Amazon sellers? Yeah, so growth capital is really uh, exactly how it sounds like, right? There, there's not something really sophisticated about the um, describing what growth capital is, but there's a lot of sophistication on how you use growth capital. Mm-hmm. So use this capital to grow your business with 8fig, a lot of our sellers see 3x to 5x growth. Um, a year past taking growth capital. Now, the, the the tricky part about choosing growth capital, using growth capital is like, you're about to now expand your business to sizes you've never been. And the rules of engagement kind of change here. For example, there are some people who will take growth capital and will not plan anything, right? They're just going to take the capital, lump sum, and just run with it. And usually, um, when you don't have a good plan, you might be spending that capital in inefficient places. You might run out of that capital you took, and then you're in kind of a problem. When you're taking growth capital and you're planning it out, so the 8 has the plan planning tool, um, the supply chain planning tool, the Lions Lab, 
is what we call it. When you're planning out how you're going to use the money, when, for which quantity of items, for um, which part of the supply chain, right? There's the manufacturing, the manufacturer is divided into two. You have a deposit to the manufacturer, you have a balance. So when you're really uh, pinpointing dollar amounts to certain things, you're using the growth capital to really do everything in the stages of growth that you're aiming for. And you're not misplacing capital in a place that might not be the best place. Mm -hmm. So when you have a good plan and you stick to it, then usually uh, you have the ability to kind of see that growth happening without falling into all kinds of pitfalls. Now, I have to like, you know, uh, put that out there. Sometimes we have a plan and we get punched in the face, right? Like <laughs> bad reviews, maybe you got a bad batch. Um, like we said, a port has a strike, maybe, you know, no, nothing's getting out of that port uh, that week. So the ability to have the change request button we have on our lines lab to kind of adapt your supply chain. Maybe you're, you're going to do quick emergency air freight and you're going to, you know, split one, one of those lines into a line in a pseudo line with just making sure that you have just enough until that container kind of, um, disembarks from the ship and you know you have your inventory reaching the amazon fulfillment center so the growth capital is there in order to make that kind of move right because you want to keep growing you can't stock out if you stock out it puts you five steps backward it's like you know the game snakes and ladders the minute you stock out you stock out it's just going down like one of the big snakes all the way down and you don't want to go there so that's where the growth capital comes in Gotcha. And and you had said something about the pitfalls of sellers th that they might fall into. Let's talk about that because obviously there's like investing the uh, funds in the wrong place, right? Or sometimes you just get bit in the butt by, ex you know, extraneous circumstances. What what are some other things that they can do to kind of help avoid mismanaging that cash flow? So cash flow management um, is not a sexy topic, right? But if you... <laughs> can actually go head on into cash flow and to try to understand it and to try to kind of work on kind of building a situation where you know how much money you have in every day of the year. That's where good things start happening to your business because the pitfalls are only really bad when you're not prepared for any kind of pitfall. But if your plan has kind of a model where I know that throughout the year there's going to be two pitfalls. I'm not sure how to call them, but I know I need at least 15 or 20 or 25% buffer of, um, you know, the, the most important resource when bad things happen, more cash. So growth capital is not just there so you can run with the growth capital dollar to dollar, uh, the amount I'm taking to the amount I need. You actually can take that on top of already cash you have and that's really how you grow. Like when the situations that happen where you're actually supposed to go backwards, you're managing to stay stable and to move from there and to, to grow stronger. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I know it's people are like, I, I always think about that about supply chain too. Like it's not like a sexy topic. It's like, yeah, but it's the bones of what your business is, is built on so that you can do all the sexy stuff, right? So we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor and then we'll come back and we will continue to talk about how sellers can grow through growth capital. So after this very short break. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, be sure to head over to gatita.com forward slash sellernomics. Get that first 400 in FBA reimbursements free. Again, I'm here with Avashay with 8Fig talking about how Amazon sellers can scale their businesses through growth capital. So let's talk now about maybe some strategies for differentiating products from others in their niche, right? How can you make your product stand out so that you have the growth to need growth capital? <laughs> yeah, so we see a lot of sellers uh, at 8Fig and we kind of have this like wide angle view and we're able to kind of see what differentiates the sellers that are really, you know, pushing the envelope from the sellers that are struggling. And one of the things that's important is to always like invest in, you know, research and development. Um, and one of the great things we see, we see the sellers that are already established, they take growth capital and they put it behind their working products, right? Because they already have like kind of a way to create these models and predictions of how much sales are going to have. And they use also our platform to kind of for a sanity check to see how much we're predicting um, with our AI prediction. And once they have that in place, then they have the peace of mind to take whatever cash they were already having before they took growth capital to start spending that on R&D. And why you should spend on R&D and Amazon is, uh, you know, there, there's so many um, people talking about this online, but I, this is my specific take. I, it, it seems that Amazon is probably one of the best places to kind of test the waters for products, right? There's a lot of DTC brands that we see that if they don't go through a testing period, they sometimes have a great brand, but they don't have much customer feedback around the products they're launching. And then they get into developing products that don't necessarily, um, uh, let's say, fly to the moon. And on Amazon, you have this ability to use a strategy called uh, Vine uh, on the, the advertising tab. And you can actually send out to a few people free and get their reviews and you can get very valuable feedback and develop your R&D further. So um, what you can basically do is iterations of the product and right, you have that ASIN online and that ASIN just you know keeps gathering reviews, but you kind of improve your product over time, right? Like you're, you're gonna do the second batch with a few tweaks and the third batch with maybe a better packaging. So you're going through these iteration periods. And what's great about doing this on Amazon is that through the iteration periods, you can see if the reviews are improving. You can see people are actually responding to these iterations. And that is very powerful. It's very powerful for every e-commerce brand to kind of know if they are on a trajectory of improving their product qualities, especially when it's a new product that, you know, if you're developing something that's a take on something that existed and it's kind of new or it's something that never existed. This is exactly the, the kind of playground you want to play with new products. When you're on Shopify, DTC, big commerce, stuff like that, it's very hard to launch something and to go through these iterations fast. So I, I highly recommend investing in R&D um, because it is actually easier to do this on Amazon than any other platform and to actually develop really good high quality products through that ecosystem that is very um forgiving right like the, the the vine program people know that they're getting these products for free to give 
really good hands-on advice. And a lot of times when you'll do these Vine programs, you're not just going to get a review. You're going to get like eight, nine photos with each mm. review. And that is like really great because a lot of times people do order from the manufacturer, send it all the way to the Amazon distribution center and never see the product in transit at any point. So very important stuff to invest in R&D and especially to launch on Amazon um, after doing that. And the Vine program, correct me if I'm wrong, to be an, an authorized reviewer, so essentially the consumer of the product, that is invitation only. And to be a business whose product is eligible to be on Vine, that is also invitation only. I remember they made some uh, changes to Vine uh, not long ago. Can you speak to those? Yeah. So in, in terms of the reviewers, I'm actually not really aware because I come from the business side and I, I talk to the sellers. But I can tell you from the sellers right now, uh, what they're telling me is that right now is actually a good time to do this. The program kind of changed. Um, you send the product out for free. People claim it because um, it doesn't cost money. So you really get this process done fast. Usually between five to 10 days, you're going to start seeing the reviews pour in. And um, what's really nice is that... Um, you can actually um, have the you have the opportunity when you do get the bad review, you can actually send back a message and ask um, what was wrong. Can you elaborate? Because um, there's always a one or two defects in every batch, right? And you want to understand what led to that defect. And in terms of the cost of it, so for every ASIN you're um, going to submit, you're going to pay two hundred dollars. I think if the number changes past we record this. Apologies. Right now for one month, I know they, they give a 50% off to $100. And um, so if anybody's watching this, I think until April 15th, it's a good time to do it. And um, another thing to take into account when you're doing these vines is that um, you should do them as early as possible because you get to send out 30 and the maximum reviews you can also get is 30. So if you ever sent a vine well, you had already seven reviews, you can send out 30, but they're only going to gather 23 reviews. So that's another thing uh, to take into account. So um, I hope I kind of kind of covered uh, the Vine situation and maybe one cherry on the topping. I think they just opened it now to up to 200 ASINs in a lifetime of a seller. So that is wow. big. So it allows sellers that have um, much more uh, kind of ASINs um, to give it a go, especially if they had some products that never really moved because the chicken and egg situation of uh, do I need reviews before I start, you know, actually doing the PPC and selling it? Should I start PPC until I start getting reviews? A lot of sellers get caught up in this chicken and egg situation. Vine is a great kind of way of saying, okay, I'm just giving that inventory out, probably going to get a few reviews and get the ball rolling. So, um, that's uh, that's all I know for Upvine right now. No, def definitely more info than I certainly had before we started the episode. So appreciate that. And I, I assume also it's for brand registered brands. So that's that's a perk of being brand registered to be able yes, to use Vine. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. I I have yet to find a reason to not be brand registered to be honest. Um, so so that's definitely great for for R and D. Like you said, it's a great place Amazon is to test a product, product market fit, be sure that what you have is actually going to sell. What are some of the other tools that someone who's starting their Amazon store could use to help them be successful in the beginning and then maybe even to help them grow? Well, Gatita's one uh, I work <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes, please sign up for Katita Solarnomics. <laughs> yeah, so 
Look, it's a no-brainer, right? And I'm advocating for your product here because it, it, it is what it is. You basically have nothing to lose, everything to gain. Um, Amazon will lose your stuff. Uh, there will be things that will happen in that distribution center that will not uh, abide well with you if you don't find a way to recoup that investment. Um, that's money on the floor, literally. So that's where Gatita helps you to pick up that money off the floor. Um, when it comes to other tools, well, it's a great question. So if you're doing the research and looking to, you know, to, to, to launch a new product on Amazon, I, I, I wouldn't recommend doing that without a Helium 10 account. I think it's super important to do the proper research and make sure that you understand what's the demand and the area you're going into. Um, another unconventional tool, which is, I think, completely free, and I think this is great for R&D when you want the inspiration bef before you go into the data-driven kind of checking what's the demand supply situation, is Etsy and Pinterest. These are like two sites that I think inspire me very much when I'm trying to look about what I want to launch. Um, there are a lot of uh, beautiful kind of, you know, handcrafted things that if you have kind of your own take on them, you can take them to mass manufacturing. And and I, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that are handmade that are at a higher price point for some people, and that's the only reason they won't buy. So kind of gaining inspiration, trying to understand uh, if somebody did something really creative uh, and, and if you can take that to mass production, Maybe it's not going to be handcrafted, but it's going to be at a price point that it can reach more people. And then um, there will be more of an audience to a product that um, the, before there was no demand, no supply, and you're kind of creating it from thin air. So um, th those are two sites I, I really like when I'm thinking about my next products um, um, that I'm kind of can give recommendations to sellers on our, on our platform when they, you know, they, they like to consult. They're asking what's new and, and, um, Obviously, the, the best way is just to show them, like, uh, I'm seeing what's not existing. Like, uh, telling mm -hmm. you what that won't help much, but here's what doesn't exist. Um, think yeah, about that. They, exactly. There, there was another guest of ours, and I forget who it was now, a woman that we spoke with also recommended launching a brand on Etsy. I thought that was a very unique take. Because if I remember correctly, when Etsy first started, it did have to be, like, handmade artisan goods. And now they've, you know, changed their rules and guidelines as the industry has changed, of course, but it's, it's a, uh, it's a unique jumping off point. So, so what about when sellers are trying to get to that next level? Maybe they're at a position of growth. They need some capital. What are some of the tools and software that they could use to kind of get from that like two to 10 million or, you know, 10 to 20? So yeah, obviously shameless plug. I think when you want to get to the next level, eight fig is exactly what you need. Um, people at the advanced level, will use an Excel sheet to do the Gantt chart of their supply chain. And it is not easy on the eyes. It is a terrible experience and it does not move like a software as a service. When you use the AFIC platform, um, it kind of feels very intuitive. Um, it was built for the supply chain. So it, it has its very kind of, you know, narrow um, uh, features, but those features are exactly what you need as a seller, right? It's not an Excel spreadsheet. You can't do everything on it, but you can do everything you need as an e-commerce seller. And that's exactly what we're talking about. In terms of kind of more advanced tools, I think that um, if we're talking about like, you know, PPC advertising, um, you know, you have the DSPs that are uh, on the Amazon ecosystem. Uh, in terms of tools, I know that there's a lot of um, 
also agencies that are you know building their own tools and um i i, I don't want to mention uh, one or the other specific because there there's so many great ones out there um i think that it really depends also on what you're selling right if you are a seasonable seller or you're all a year-round seller you might want to use different tools if um you are sensitive to um, price changes with your competitors, then there might be a very specific tool for you. Um, and I, I think that if, if we're talking about like a $10 million plus seller, that's where the point where you have to start thinking about, wait, should I be building my own custom tool to an extent to, to maybe serve me on something? So that's another thing that I think many sellers don't kind of have in the back of their mind, but I wish they did, that there's like, a certain level where maybe they should have their own special Excel spreadsheet that kind of works in a way that their business uh, is connected to. And then they can maybe try to productize it internally and to have something that they work with. Because at that scale of, you know, eight figures, um, if you can combine a mix of tools and then have something very specific to you, that that's a very powerful toolkit. Well, and often that's how most of the service providers that we know and love came to be. I mean, Gatito was bred from, you know, the need for the service for our own founders selling experience, not selling anymore. But, you know, it's it's comes out of a, a genuine need. So so back to what you said about trying to manage uh, supply chains through a Gantt chart on a spreadsheet. Um, what would be your recommendation for or maybe some best practices for optimizing supply chain management as these sellers grow and as their needs grow? Jumping around a little bit here, but still definitely an important, important point. Yeah. So I think, first of all, you need to be very intimate with your supply chain, right? Like, do you know your shipping lead time, you know, uh, to the smallest details? Are you kind of aware what is the kind of route you're, uh, you know, you're, you kind of stock is going to from uh, the, the the manufacturing period all the way until it's you know at the distribution center uh, available in the stock inventory at Amazon uh, ready to sell and when you kind of understand all the bits and bytes then you know how to not just plan the supply chain by dates and numbers you know to actually start optimizing it in terms of how am I changing how I act in a certain area? So for example, manufacturers, you can, you can go to manufacturers and start um, haggling about the price, right? You, you can negotiate. If you are growing and you take growth capital, obviously that, that even makes you in a stronger position. If you are talking about shipments, like I said, maybe you should not put everything on a container. Maybe you should put 80% on container and send 20% through air just in case something happens, speed, um, you know, ports uh, can have some kind of um, traffic jam. These things have happened in the past. And if you are looking at how are you storing it? Are you sending it all to Amazon day one or using a 3PL to kind of like have some of it saved at 3PL with maybe a lower price point and then shipping it into Amazon as needed? Those are the small tweaks you can do when you start drilling into each uh, part of the supply chain. And you know, even the question around the container, do you, you know, send through a regular, regular shipping company um, or do you uh, use some uh, freight forwarder service or do you actually use the Amazon service to, to ship a container, right? So um, there are all these decision uh these uh decision intersections that you have to like kind of navigate 
on each part of the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, as you were speaking about traffic jams at ports and everything, I remember, do you remember when the boat was stuck sideways in, in the canal? That was just a, a, a hilarious thing. That It wasn't hilarious, but looking back now, it's comical. Hundreds of billions of dollars of damage to economies. Right. <laughs> but it's like, because a boat got stuck. That's so funny. Um, well, I think uh, we're going to take one more quick break, hear a message from our sponsors, and then I want to learn more about 8Fig specifically, the kind of sellers that you guys are working with, what you guys can help them do. So uh, we'll jump into that right after this message. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys. So again, getita.com forward slash sellernomics. Abishai, tell me more about 8Fig specifically. I know your team. I love your team. But our listeners might not know you guys or what you do. So let's bring them up to speed. And I know my team loves all you guys. And uh, <laughs> cannot pass on a, you know an opportunity to take tons of selfies with Rob. So 8Fig right. <laughs> um, was born uh, by entrepreneurs, and, and it is a company for entrepreneurs, the e-commerce entrepreneurs. And the whole idea behind the company is to really help e-commerce sellers navigate growth with a supply chain that is built perfectly to support that growth. So it's a technology company that um, our, our main product is funding. So our, our tech is free. You can sign up to our Lines Lab at no cost. And you can start planning out your supply chain. And once you have it all planned out, instead of an Excel, um, you can actually ask funding for it. And the beautiful thing is that when you connect your store to 8Fig, we actually do all kinds of assessments to see, is your supply chain really that optimized? Is it really uh, living up to its potential? And we will offer also suggestions on how to run that supply chain maybe a bit differently if we see an opportunity to do that. And that's all done through technology, right? So um, our sellers are kind of uh, divided. We have uh, 50% of our sellers are really marketplace sellers. Amazon um, is the leading marketplace and we have mostly Amazon sellers there. And we have in the direct-to-consumer bucket, which is also 50% of our sellers, we have mostly Shopify sellers. And in both scenarios, uh, we're working with people who have a supply chain, people who do manufacturing and um, uh, people who um, are really looking to grow their business and the name 8Fig out of 8 figures, looking to get to that scale. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that um, I'm really excited is that we get a lot of uh, late six-figure sellers, you know, people between 500K to 1 million, and we get seven-figure sellers anywhere between one to $5 million in sales. And when they're working with growth capital. The, the kind of that 8Fig provides, they can actually try to grow their business 2x, 3x, even 4x in a year span. And um, that is something that is not really available out there because most classical financial institutions don't want to hear anything about their supply chain. They want to do a old school DD that they've been doing for 40 years. They want to check your FICO score and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with you as a seller, as an entrepreneur, as an operator who has a great track record and maybe has like a really killer ASIN that has like 5,000 reviews and your top three in the category that you're selling in. The 
the, the classical banker has no knowledge about that, but that's what we look at when we uh, kind of look at a seller kind of 360 on everything they're doing and making decisions on what to suggest in the supply chain so you can get the best funding for the best plan. Perfect. Yeah. Looking at things more holistically. And we'll have to have you on, show us what you got to uh, give a demo of that tool, the Line Labs tool, because that would be really exciting to show folks how that works. If you guys oh, are up definitely. to it. I'm going to so, hold you up. That. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll book it after this. So listeners, stay tuned. Come back. Um, but uh, where can folks learn more about 8FIG if they're interested in working with you guys? Where can they get in touch? So it's 8FIG.co, 8FIG.co. And if you want to email us, it's at grow at 8fig.co. Um, you can DM us on all the socials. And if you want to just ask, uh, you know, me personally questions about 8fig, feel free to DM me. It's uh, Vishay Sambitan on most of the socials. It's not hard to find. And um, yeah, we, we, we love engaging um, with the e-commerce seller ecosystem and like you said, you you meet our team in events. We're at all the events, and we're always looking forward to, to you know, have FaceTime with the sellers. So um, when we get those DMs, we're more than happy, no matter what the channel, no matter what the question to engage. We love that. Love that. Well, Avishai, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate all of the knowledge that you dropped here and looking forward to round two where we get the demo. So <laughs> thank you very much, Lisa. I had a blast. Hope to see you again soon. Hope to see you too. And thank you everybody for tuning in. We will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.